My name is Ben Almond. I work for a Fortune 250 company with over 50,000 employees. Using the perspective of this background, combined with my own life experiences and a passion for great leadership, I share observations and ideas for you to use on your development journey. This is The View, from where I sit. Lessons from a Blind Dog. Hey everybody, Ben here. Today I have a story I'm going to share with you that starts way back in my life, fast forwards all the way until today, and some lessons I've been learning along the way that hopefully you can take something away from too. So I've always had dogs in my life. In fact, my parents got their very first dog right around the same time that they got me. And since then, I've had dogs in my personal life for almost my entire life, with the exception of when I went away to school, when I first got started in my career, and right around the time when my accident took place. In fact, when I was in the hospital post-accident, I made a comment to my rehab doctor that I was sad because I didn't feel like I would be able to provide the right environment for a happy and healthy dog post-injury. And he rightfully told me to take a step back and, and let things play out before I came to that determination. And rightfully so, because years later, um, a wonderful little black lab came into my life. Her name is Kona. She is my favorite dog. She makes me happy every day. And for the next 12 years, she's been teaching me all sorts of lessons. But maybe in the last month, I have learned more from her experiences than I have from almost anything else. So a little while ago, we noticed that Kona was losing her peripheral vision. She would turn quickly and, and smack her head into a chair or a wall. Um, she wouldn't see you coming from the side and, you know, just thought age was catching up to her a little bit. Um, but then over the following few weeks, we saw her eyesight degrade very rapidly to the point where uh, she became fully blind and watching her deal with this situation as she's otherwise healthy, going completely blind, running into furniture, falling off the deck, missing stairs, um, has been really hard. But at the same time, seeing a progression for her from that those first moments where she was stumbling down stairways to where she is today, where she's adapted greatly, not all the way, but she's adapted greatly to this change in her environment has been educational, right? And it's forced me to do a little bit of introspection on what I could take away from that journey. And I figured what better way than to share this with all of you and share the things that I've taken away. And maybe there's something in here for each of you as well. So I want to start with learning to use your other senses. So when dogs lose their eyesight, the adaptation that starts to take place is they, they enhance their other senses or they start to rely on their other senses much more. So their sense of smell, their hearing, um, textures, those things all matter more in the dog's life. Um, hunger is a thing that most labs will always have. So I think that just stays at that extreme level. You know, as an example, Kona managed to get into a bag of rice that we had stored in a Rubbermaid container um, while the house was empty one day. And keep in mind, you know, uncooked rice doesn't smell like much. It was sealed in a bag inside a Rubbermaid container and she is blind. So she got in there and ate 
an unknown quantity of rice. Uh, it was a lot. Rest easy. She's healthy, other than expelling a lot of rice over the next couple of days. Uh, it didn't impact her at all. In fact, her appetite did not slow during that period. So let's think about this a little bit. Kona's senses are her way of information gathering. We all have some form of routine for getting other inputs. You know, we look at the same news sources, we talk to people that are around us, and if we rely on only one source of information, in many ways, we're more blind than Kona. In the same way that her other senses have become a strong asset for her, we can practice this. We can seek out other inputs that are different from the normal sources that you've sought out in the past. So if, for example, you watch Fox News, maybe you switch to CNN and mix it up a little bit, you know, or vice versa. If you follow some people that you disagree with on social media, maybe you'll get a different viewpoint. And if you manage to do this while keeping an open mind, I think you can learn something. You know, I watch Kona fail to trust her sense of hearing sometimes when I call her or try to help her avoid an obstacle, and she might run into a wall rather than come into my voice. Maybe you can avoid that wall if you're able to gather information from various sources rather than just the same sources. Two, trusting your own inputs. So imagine that feeling that Kona must have. She spent her whole life using her eyes to some extent, and now that is completely gone. This has forced her to adapt and strengthen her other senses as we've been talking about. I think you can also work on this for yourself. Not just in those external inputs, not by walking around with your eyes closed or anything, but focusing on your inner workings. A mentor of mine once suggested that I should take a day a week to simply think strategically, to extract myself from the day-to-day -day tactical asks of my role and consider the bigger picture. Now, I know we're all busy, that even the thought of taking a day away from the hustle is pretty stressful. Imagine how powerful this could be, though. We're all exercising our tactical senses muscles daily, but how often are we using those other strategic muscles? Which skills can you choose to exercise that could be different depending on what you do or what you want to do? I think we would each benefit from taking the time to consider where we would like to strengthen ourselves or where we need to and putting aside some dedicated time to focus on this kind of growth. Maybe with the current state of affairs, you could take an hour a day you would otherwise be commuting and invest it in yourself. Put your mind in a place that's a bit uncomfortable and challenge yourself to grow in a different way. Think about different challenges from different angles. The other piece that I think we should talk about is listening. Now, I told you about how as Kona's adjusting to her new world, she's not quite trusting her hearing at the moment, or maybe she just doesn't trust me. And I think this directly translates to many of us. There was a time in my career where I felt so much pressure to be available to my cell phone and email that I could barely focus on someone sitting in the same room as me. I made it a priority to change this behavior, and my interactions are so much more fulfilling now. There are a ton of leadership books and writings out there that will tell you to be agile, to be able to receive inputs and incorporate them into your thinking so that as a leader, you can move with the best possible solution. All of this dies if you're not really listening. If you're on your laptop instead of paying attention when you're not talking or when you feel like the content of a meeting is not about you. I see this happen often. We're too busy to be in the moment. 
And the knock-on impact is that the group doesn't get to the best answer and your own team doesn't get the real cascading messages and misalignment happens, which creates all kinds of bad conflict. Next, I want to talk about following the path until it's time not to follow the path. So unbeknownst to me, dogs can feel texture with the pads of their paws. So Kona walks around the house when this first happens and is running into chairs, walls, etc. Um, and attempting to help this, did a bit of research and found out that she can actually feel the differences in the surface beneath her feet. So we went and got carpet runners and ran Kona trails throughout the house from the important places to the important places. Now this is excellent as she can feel where the edges of those are. And as long as she trusts it, she doesn't run into anything. But I've noticed that as she's gotten to know the trails a bit more, she's also figured out where to go off of those trails. Now, I think there's something to take away from this as well. Consider the most impactful individuals in history. Most of them have taken the time to understand the beaten path and then managed to break all the rules, changing the game. In a sporting context, Bobby Orr was born in 1948 in Perry Sound, Ontario. When he entered the NHL in 1966 at the age of 18, he was a defenseman, a position that was, as the name implies, intended to defend the goal and be a backstop, moving the puck up to the more skillful positions of the forwards, who would drive the offensive attack. He didn't fit the mold, though. His speed, vision, scoring, and playmaking capabilities, combined with his courage to use them, revolutionized the position and changed the game of hockey forever. When he retired, or was the all-time leader in goals, assists, points for a defenseman. Stats good enough to rate 10th overall in assists and 19th overall in points. Unfortunately, he never showed us what he really could do, retiring at the age of 30 with knees bad enough that he could barely climb stairs. What could he have done had his knees not seen the knife more than a dinner plate? There are a lot of practices, guidelines, and processes in any business. I've come to feel that there's a benefit in taking the time to understand the background, learning what has gone into the development of those practices. There are typically many scars and mistakes that founded these approaches over the history of an industry, and there are experiences that should not be taken lightly or ignored. But that doesn't mean that intelligence cannot be applied. So at some point, with growing situational awareness, we reach a point where it appears that we can move away from the beaten path and create something new it could be revolutionary. But this takes some real forethought, talent, vision, and even courage to be willing to stray from the path in the right way. When I say the right way, I mean in the light of day. Unlike changing a sport the way Orr did, it can be problematic to simply break the rules and do it your way. So I suggest that you be willing to work the system, be open about the intentions, talk to people. If you've taken the time to understand the old challenges, taken inputs from those other sources, and address the risks, you will quickly get people and organizations behind you. This can be game-changing. You have to realize, though, that as you stray from the path, sometimes you may get lost. I notice with Kona that sometimes she gets excited, takes a wrong turn, gets off her set pathways, and you can tell as she starts lifting her feet pretty high, drops her head really close to the ground, or maybe is just standing in a corner. Ultimately, through touch, and patience, she finds her way back. We can all learn from this too. Nobody is perfect. 
As an old boss used to say to me, if you aren't making mistakes, you probably aren't doing much. Not every shot works out, and that's okay. You need to be patient, find your way back to the path from whatever corner you find yourself in, and take help if you need it. There's no shame in that. Be resilient. Adapt and overcome. It brings us to the third big category of things that I've learned from Kona and her adaptations. When this thing first started for her, like I said, she was falling off stairs, running into furniture, stepping in her water dish. Then she just seemed like she was sad or sick, essentially sitting still for most of the day. And she's continued to be resilient along the way and adapt to her new world. She may bump her head, she may need to turn around, but over time, she's learned the layout of the house by memory. She's learned to follow the trails on the floor. She's more herself now than she has been since this has begun. And over time, I expect to see her continue to grow and adapt, overcoming the challenge as best as she can. Life and work are full of challenges and events that seemingly impossible to overcome. I've run into one or two of them myself. These can range from feeling stuck in a job you can't get out of, to losing your eyesight, to problems in relationships, or even the direct impacts of accidents or sickness, or losing a family member or friend. These things are going to impact you. There's no way around it. We need to accept the fact that things will happen in both work and life. We cannot control all of those things, but what we can control is how we react to them. Reflecting on my accident, when I first moved over to the rehab hospital, after many complications, I had to adjust mentally. I wasn't doing rehab to walk again and leave the way I would have hoped. I needed to focus on doing everything that I could to get back to my life. I saw people around me that really struggled with what was happening, focusing on why did this happen or how could this happen to me, which is completely understandable. We all have those thoughts. The difference is how you find your way to move on. I had those thoughts too. And what worked for me was giving myself a little bit of time to feel and think that way, but then cutting it off and turning that energy towards where I needed to focus, the work required to rehab. Lots of step forward backward, sideways later, I've learned that I can control how I deal with things and really learn from those situations rather than losing the handle. When you find your method to remain focused on the end goal when things are happening that you hadn't planned on, you'll be able to take a small step forward and then another and another until you've overcome that challenge and are on to the next. Resilience is a pretty big topic that I'm pretty passionate about, so I'll go deeper on another podcast, but I wanted to put this on the table before we move on. You are more capable of handling difficult things than you give yourself credit for. You will never know how strong you can be until you are tested. Well, I hope that most of us never endure the kinds of tests that bring out the true inner strength of character. You should know that it is there. Don't fear the challenges and the setbacks. You'll be okay. In fact, in my experience, you'll come out better, faster, stronger. So when faced by something that feels too big to take on, take a breath and move forward. Always move forward one step at a time, while being true to your beliefs. It will work out in the end, and if it hasn't worked out yet, you haven't reached the end, so keep moving. To sum things up, I've been learning a lot from Kona this past month. We're both learning every day, and as confidence grows, she's returning to being herself, maybe just a little bit more clumsy. She'll overcome this challenge and hopefully keep teaching us along the way. I hope that you've taken something away from her journey in the same way I have. It turns out that she's not just an incredible dog, but she's an incredible teacher too. This is the view from where I sit. <laughs>